Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where to start. Um, I, I don't do this often, but I, I saw a video. I, I think it, it was in my inbox. I clicked on a news story about this news anchor who didn't want to see the American flag at the Olympics, and I thought I got to see this. And then I watched it, four and a half minute segment, and uh, I don't know whether you laugh or cry. I, I feel like I'm in clown world, but I thought, you know what, I, I. I'm going to go through this. We're going to watch this. And it illustrates a point that I've made a number of times uh, about cancel culture. So I'll make the point again. But we have to learn to laugh at some of these things. I don't know how else to deal with it. There is no other way to deal with it. Uh, It's like a comment that was left on my Facebook this morning. This is an actual comment uh, from a serious person. Um, Let me see if I'll, I'll pull it up here. Um, just like an hour ago, I saw this and I thought this, this cannot be serious. It, it was, so two things in the same morning within about an hour of each other that I thought this is crazy. Uh, someone who's a real person on Facebook left a comment on a pro-life post I made and said, you will never end abortions. You just make them unsafe. Let's make it mandatory for all males to have reversible vasectomies at puberty. Cause that says my body, my choice right there. Forced <laughs> vasectomies for young males who are probably like 13 for minors forced vasectomies for minors and i thought this has to be a joke and this is an actual serious person it looks like from everything that i could see it's clown world i don't know what else to say i really hope this isn't gaining momentum on the left but then again when you're talking about forcing everyone to be vac- uh, to vaccinated for a virus that has almost very little effect on uh, healthy demographics, then I don't know. Like, I don't know anymore. I just, I'm gonna throw my hands up. Um, We have to laugh at this kind of stuff. You know, you can't say my body, my choice, and then, oh, enforce vasectomies for minors. Like, it doesn't work that way. You've got to pick a principle, but they're so inconsistent. Because the only thing that matters, well, I don't want to speak for this person necessarily, but broadly speaking, social justice activists, the only thing that matters is diversity, equity, inclusion, some kind of egalitarian outcome that they want. That's the only thing that matters. Some kind of utopia they're all shooting for. So uh, that that was on my Facebook this morning. But this is a serious, this happened. This this happened on television on CBS. It's, it's literally posted on CBS. It's posted on CBS. They literally posted this on their YouTube channel. They're not embarrassed by it. It's like they want people to see it. All right, well, let's watch it. Legendary sports writer Bill Roden on USA Basketball Loss, Gymnastics Surprise. Joining us now is Bill Roden, a writer at large for The Undefeated, ESPN's website about the intersection of sports, race, and culture. The legendary sports writer is also the host of the Bill Roden on Sports podcast. Bill, good morning, we called you legendary. You ever notice ESPN? is is basically like to the left of MSNBC. And most of what they talk about is the stuff MSNBC talks about. I don't watch ESPN a lot, but um, up until very recently, I was doing a lot of repair work in people's houses uh, for my own business that I ran. And uh, and they would have ESPN on sometimes. And I just like, why, why even, you're not even talking about sports anymore. So this, <laughs> this is one of the anchors, I guess, that's, talking about politics, uh, an activist hired to talk about sports, though. So let's see what he says. No pressure, sir. The legendary sports brother. Wow. How old is his brother? <laughs> that's what that means. That's, that's polite wording for you've been around it for a while. Um, so it's it's been a 
conspicuously slow start for Team USA in a couple of areas. Mm -hmm. Should we be surprised? Well, I think we should be uh, humble. You know? Yes, we should be surprised. Why is the USA doing so poorly? That should surprise us. It's doing the USA is not doing well. Um, what's what? What do we attribute this to? But so he says we should be humble. We should be humble. We should, I guess, <laughs> like we're there to win anyway. You know, I mean, yeah. this whole last year in this country is about entitlement and privilege. Yeah, and nobody epitomizes that more than basketball because we're just supposed to win right. the gold. You know. Wait, did he just say nothing ep epitomizes entitlement and privilege? Nothing. Other, more than basketball? <laughs> because we're because the USA is supposed to win basketball. They're, they're good at basketball. It's just funny. I mean, I'm just saying. Demographics of people who pay, play basketball, not exactly all that uh, pale and pasty, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so... I just thought that was interesting. But he's saying that um, the USA is expected to win because basketball is their sport. So, and it did originate in the United States. I mean, you, and it's it's a popular game more than any other country in the United States. So, um, I'm, I mean, I know it's popular in Japan and other places, but but it's it's bigger in the United States. We all know this. So, yeah, we would expect the USA to win basketball. Well, we are, Bill, supposed to win the gold. <laughs> well, not anymore. Is that entitlement? Yeah, well, it is, because, you know, we sent in the Marines in 1992, Michael Jordan, all that, as a reaction to losing. Yeah. And now we send in the Marines, and then I'm saying, okay, after the rest of the world uh, catches up, now who do you send? Yeah. And that's what we're seeing now. And, you know, Luka well, Donna just hit 48 points, you know, so. Well, and the MVP of the NBA Finals is from Greece. Yeah, that, you know, uh, so I just think uh, across the board, this, I think we just need some humility. And I know that's antithetic to what we're about here. Right. Yeah, it's antithetical to the to the fact that you're... Uh, Eric Little showed this well, right? How to be an Olympian and be humble about it, right? Congratulate the people that you run against, whether you win or lose. Good sportsmanship. It used to be a thing. I don't know if you remember, like 10 years ago when sportsmanship was still kind of a thing, maybe. Uh, it, it, it was... It, that's what I was taught when I was playing soccer as a teenager. Uh, sportsmanship. You, you always go and congratulate the other team. Uh, you can be humble, but you can still be humble and want to win. The reason that the United States is over there, the reason that every country is at the Olympics, is they're trying to win. It is a competition. It's a lot better than shooting guns at each other, right? Trying to win in sports. Um, <laughs> this is like, well, you got to be humble. You just got to realize that uh you got to get shed that entitlement attitude that we we should win even the news anchor the other news anchor is like wait hold on like we should win right we're the united states we should win basketball and he's like oh no no that that's not good thinking uh and he's going to expand on this and this is where it gets really wacky so and I, I think everybody's oh it's just a wake-up call it's more than that i mean this is a living nightmare <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, well do you think the u.s can still win gold in basketball they probably they probably will though i was asking myself yesterday i'm saying probably well, so why are you saying that yeah. why are you saying and that's because we're all Thank used to it. we're conditioned to it yeah yeah like we're just conditioned we're conditioned yeah, because they are better and it's happened all it happens like every year the usa wins so why is this like Oh, it's just like this conditioning. It's just this horrible culture. Like, why Why internally am I expecting the United States to win? Because you're there to root for the United States. And they usually win. And that's what you want to happen. And that's the goal, is to win over there. <laughs> like...
what's the point of competing? Um, I mean, yeah, it's to have, there's all, all sorts of other things that, a, that are, a, that a company playing a sports game, right? Yeah. You learn sportsmanship. You should, uh, yeah. You create relationships with other people that are different than you from other countries. If you're competing internationally. Yeah. There's a whole Olympic experience and you go to that, the little makeshift village they make for all the athletes and, uh, yeah, I mean, you represent your country and there's a civic, but ultimately all of those are, are, um, secondary or they're the result of the primary goal, which is you're trying to win. You're trying to beat the other countries to, uh, show for the honor of your country that you're the best. It, it's all about patriotism. It's all about how, uh, good your country is. It's all you're doing. You're representing more than you as you do it, but you're trying to win. And if you gut that out of it, then what's the point anymore? If you make it about something else, well, I don't even know what he, what is it? What is he going to make it about? Then you've lost the Olympics and, if, and we're going to keep losing if that's the case. If it's just not even about winning anymore, it's, it's just about, I don't know, going there and being humble and that's, that's it. Yeah. Be humble, but your primary purpose is to win. All right. Uh, I said, that's where it gets weird. This is where it gets really weird swimming where we're supposed to do this there's going to come to be a point where we're not doing this stuff we're just not routinely yeah. winning this stuff do you well, look like, at the olympics differently now do you even way, think we should be happen yeah happen? yeah I mean, i've covered like about five of them and, and and i was telling you my favorite part of the olympics was always going to the stadium for the opening ceremonies i yes. love, that I love the opening ceremonies yeah. march of country then i just realized you know man particularly after these last four years i had it wrong nationalism is not good Mm-hmm. We've seen the rise of white nationalism. Nationalism is not good. And all- <laughs> I got nothing. I, I don't know what to say to that. Other than why are you at the Olympics? It's nations competing against nations. Does anyone see this? Does that, I, I know people do, but like, does, like, why aren't the anchors jumping all over him and being like, wait, hold on. Like, aren't you like at the Olympics? Did you, did you check? Did you look around you? Did you realize this is the Olympics? This is the point is every nation is there competing against other nations. It's nationalism. It's the epitome of nationalism. It's nations. And they're there to beat each other in games and they represent their nations in the opening ceremonies they're showing this is the best of our country this is what we represent this is who we are this is our identity we're americans we're chinese we're russians we're english we're french we're uh wherever we're, we're south african where uh this is the point of the olympics so if you're sitting there and your job, literally your job is you're a sports commentator and you're thinking, you know, I used to enjoy this, but I realized nationalism, especially that white nationalism, nations that are white, maybe Scandinavia, I don't know. It, that's really bad. That's really, really bad. I can't enjoy this anymore. This is why social justice ruins everything. This is why it just you lose your sense of humor. Uh, you can't enjoy the opening ceremony for the Olympics, which as I understand was pretty woke. Like I, I, you've seen the pictures of the athletes. I didn't watch it, but you see, I usually do. You see the pictures of the athletes kneeling, most of them, 
And he's still saying, you know, that nationalism. But it gets worse. Also, this whole idea, I, I keep thinking back on the uh, Capitol riots, mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of, um, you know, U.S. flags. Right. So now when I see the flag and the flag raises, man, what, 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 what America am I living in? You know, are the ones that don't think, you know, we should be here, the ones that think that uh, we should shut things down, the ones that... Th so... The <laughs> I don't know what... <clears throat> The Capitol riots is what he's thinking of during the Olympic ceremony. His mind is hijacked. This is sad. I actually have some compassion for this guy. It's Bill Roden. Um, if you listen to this, which I don't think you will, there is a way that you can get your humor back and enjoy things like the opening ceremony of the Olympics without having to think about how the flag was used on January 6th. Um, I think the first step might be turn off your television. <laughs> I know. If, if you're getting across, I mean, if you look at CNN, because I, I know when I go to like the gym and I see CNN, they're always talking about January 6th. So if that's all you're, you're hearing all the time, turn it off. Because the, you shouldn't be thinking about January 6th when you're sitting there for a tradition that has gone back way further than January 6th. And furthermore, uh, January 6th, the people who, yeah, a lot of them did fly the American flag and they chanted USA and all those kinds of things. They weren't there because they wanted people like him outside of the country. Where, where There's no evidence for this. They were there because they were protesting what they believed to be a fraudulent election. That was the, the purpose for, for going on January 6th to the Capitol, to, to D.C. Um, it's so warped. This is so warped. There, there's just no reality has left the building. We're in clown world. This is like watching. It's like, um, I don't even know what to compare it to. You know, we, we, we're watching people who are so deluded. They're just out of touch with what's right in front of them. And it's sad. It really is. But uh, this is the point I wanted to make a little bit. This is part of the reason I, I was going to do this podcast. I've been saying for years now, ever since, what, it was 2015 when... South Carolina was going to take down their um, uh, Southern Cross, their Confederate flag, from the Confederate Memorial, um, Soldier Memorial in uh, in, in uh, the cap at the Capitol, State Capitol. And I've been saying since that time that if you do this, if you take this step for the reasons you're taking. They're taking the step for the. Be you know, they're attributing, well, it's the flag's fault that Dylan Roof did what he did and stuff. If you make that connection and you take this flag down and you reinterpret it, and then for, uh, you know, for foreseeable future, this is going to start happening all over the place. And, and that's been proven true. And the United States flag is no exception. I mean, he's doing exactly the same thing. He's saying, well, I saw that United States flag and, uh, yeah, that represents our country. But you know who really defines that flag? January 6th protesters. Those are the people that they define the flag now. That's what that flag represents. And so he's, the symbol is losing its meaning. It's lost its meaning in the mind of Bill Roden. And no one on this panel seems to be able to challenge that and say, wait, hold on, Bill. Um, we're there as the United States. That's our flag. 
The people on January 6th, they don't define what the flag means. The flag has been used in all kinds of ways, but it's, it is the official flag of our country. We, whatever it represents to them on January 6th, it represents to all of us the country we live in, and we're there competing as a country. <laughs> so it, this is sad, and this is what social justice does. It tarnishes everything. You can, can, you can make anything just about out to be racist in two steps or less. You can connect it to something, and it's racist. And it, it's, it's like uh, the, the laws in the Old Testament when something's unclean, right? You touch something that had blood or something. That, you got to go sit outside the camp. I mean, at least when you sit outside the camp, you can come back in. With cancel culture, you never come back in. Everything is unclean in this, this mindset because it's all connected to racism or something. So, and uh, the, the, the connections he goes through. I mean, look at the, the, the there's a two-step jump here. Jump number one was, hey, those Capitol protesters on January 6th, they were basically, he's saying they're a bunch of uh, white nationalists or racists, something like, basically that's what he's insinuating. Which, okay, you haven't proven that, you're assuming that, but that's the first assumption, that's the first jump. Second jump is, and they define what the flag is now. That's, you know, they, they like that symbol, so I can't like it. That's the second jump. And now that's what the symbol means. And you convince more people to think like Bill Roden, and you don't have a, you don't have a country anymore. You don't have a flag uh, that you can be proud of. Uh, you don't have a, a country you can be proud of. You can't even be proud of your basketball team because, you, because if you're proud of them, then you're saying that all the other basketball teams uh, are less than somehow. This destroys sports. What's the point of being a sports commentator? All right, we're going to finish this out. It's only like two more minutes. So I just think that this is a very, these Olympics uh, should be a time of, of soul searching and, and winning sometimes is antithetic to soul searching. Did I kick the Olympics, the, the perp, that's the new purpose of the Olympics, soul searching. That's what we should do. We pay all this money. We train all these athletes. Um, we travel across the world, do a little soul searching. That's why we do it, right? Uh, no, it's to win. That's the point. It's always been the point. Uh, and, and he's saying, well, if you focus on winning, you can't do the soul searching. You do one or the other. What are the athletes supposed to think about this? Should, should they just like start walking in the races? Start floating when they're supposed to be swimming? I mean, they're just soul searching right now. They're just inside their head. No, that would be horribly selfish. It's in, extremely selfish and extremely ungrateful for all the people that are behind you, all, all the, the people of the United States who you represent, your trainers, uh, all the time that you've put into it, the sacrifices your parents have made in some situations. Th th this is horribly selfish, but th this, is, this is what wokeness does. Keep thinking about the athletes who have trained yeah. and trained and trained to be here. This that, is that their part moment. Is great. Yeah. yeah. This is the first little bit of pushback, and she and she makes she's not like, well, hold on, the athletes did train to go. Like, shouldn't they try to win? That I love that. I mean, you know, we're athletes. I love that, but athletes are just held hostage, you know, because they've got to be there. And and I just think that the Tokyo. No, they don't. The athletes have to be there. What what are we in the USSR in the 1980s? Athletes are just forced to be there? Well, no, they're not. They train throughout their lives. Yeah, sometimes parents can be overbearing and make their kids do things kids don't want to do. When, when it comes time to be an adult, the kids don't have to go over to the Olympics. They're forced to be there. What are they, slaves? Forced? Like, 
the, these athletes don't have any will of their own to make any adult decisions. They are forced by the United States of America to go compete in these Olympics. Like, how warped of a mind must Bill Roden have to think this? This guy is so out of touch with reality. He's so... Uh, um, he, he's dived so deep into to, to social justice thinking that he's just... There, there's nothing left. And the people in, in the room can't see him. The best pushback he gets is, wait, hold on, didn't the athletes train? This is sad to me. This is really sad. This is on a mainstream news... This isn't like some YouTube channel. This is CBS, and it's a morning show. Olympics, the NFL, the NBA sending the wrong message with 80,000 fans. They're sending the message, this is over. Yeah. Oh, COVID. And it, yeah, no, that we, COVID is over. We now know it ain't. It, it's not over, but you're sending the message. You turn on TV, and you're going to see 60,000 people. And yeah. Why are we even talking about COVID? What, this guy's there to talk about the Olympics. Do you see how it just went from uh, white nationalism to COVID? These are the two things he wants to talk about. He's a sports commentator. And the NFL is gearing up and college football is gearing up and you're going to see all these people together and that sends the message that it's over. Well, do you so think they that, should have, should they have canceled gonna, the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, of course they should have canceled the Olympics, oh, wow. but, but our highest value now is money. Everything is being driven by money. So, so, he, so we're getting to maybe the root of it a little more. He doesn't want to actually be there. He's saying the athletes are forced to be there. He, for his job, has to be there. He's the one that feels like he doesn't want to be at the Olympics. They shouldn't have had the Olympics, and now he has to cover this Olympics thing. That's, I don't know. That's the best I can come up with. Um, and, and it's all about money. And, I, and I'm sure you know Bill Roden makes a pretty, pretty penny talking about the Olympics. I'm sure he does on ESPN. I'm sure that, you know, he's on this show uh, on CBS This Morning talking about it. So this, you know, he's talking about it's all about money. This is all motivated by money. Um, when, meanwhile, Bill Roden's one of the recipients of the money, uh, or at least he should be if he's a sports commentator. This is his wheelhouse. So it's just he, he's guilty of what he's accusing others of. He's, it seems like he's projecting onto the athletes his own feelings about having to cover the Olympics. Um, he the the opening ceremony is ruined for him. He doesn't think it should be about winning. He thinks it should be about soul searching, and this is the legendary commentator that they introduced to talk about the Olympics. They're telling fans, athlete, roll the dice because we are going forward. What do you make of Simone Biles saying that she feels the weight of the world yes, on her? And when you look at the fact that there are no yeah. fans, the impact that that's having on athletes. Yeah, I, I love Simone Biles, and I love the fact that Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, two of the most prominent activist athletes, mm -hmm. are going to be there. And, and, and she does have the weight of the world on her, as does Naomi, because it's just about more than competing. There's a lot going on, but she's got some broad, Simone's got some broad shoulders, no question about it. Yeah. yeah and I love, I, I love Simone, and I love Naomi, and I'm wondering what they're going to do. He loves the activist athletes. Do in terms of protesting, yeah. you know, because what are they going to do, kick them out the Olympics? Yeah. You know, if they, so I'm, I'm, I'm very confident about that, but we should not, we, we just should not hold these events, but I understand that 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 horse has left the stable. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Bill Roden, always good to see the you. The legendary Bill Roden. The legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while, but good to see you. Oh, it was great seeing you. Guys. 
I'm not even I'm not sure what to say after all this. I've said that like five times. I'm not sure what to say. It's just so outside of uh, the experience of uh, regular ordinary Americans and what we expect to see in the Olympics. And by the way, the viewership is is way down. And I'm part of that. I haven't really watched any of it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of what happened last year. And because I see these pictures of kneeling athletes, I just don't. I'm not as interested. I don't know. I, I haven't, though. But it, it's we want to see people who are actually trying to win for their country, who show good sportsmanship, who are good examples uh, to all of us about what hard work can do. And, um, and then they represent their country. They're proud of their country. Uh, this is actually part of, it, it's something that's very healthy for the United States and every country that goes, I think, uh, to be, uh, it, it's kind of like, it brings people together. Sports does bring people together. Now, sometimes it's a little superficial, but it does, it, it is a glue and we need a glue right now. We need something to unite us. And this would have been it. The Olympics would have been it. If, if nothing would, would um, bring us together, it would have been the Olympics. That, that's always been something that has brought uh, United States citizens together and across the political divide, et cetera, and it, it, that won't even work anymore. That's what you need to take away from this, that the Olympics can't even serve to bring people from the left and right together because now people from the left, like Bill Roden, uh, are attacking the Olympics th itself. The, the whole concept of trying to go and win is not a good concept. Uh, it, it's so. It, I mean, what what justifies uh, being at the Olympics, um, right? Soul searching, uh, but being an activist. Those two Olympians he talked about. Well, what are they going to do as far as protesting? That's what he's interested in. You go to the Olympics to do soul searching, and you go to the Olympics to protest your country, apparently, and not to win, not to uh, represent your country, and try to beat the other countries. Um, this is where we're at. This is just a wake-up to, to us. Now, not everyone thinks like Bill Roden. I'm just saying Bill Roden is someone who's actually taking this social justice stuff seriously, and he's got a platform, and this is mainstream. This thinking is out there, and it's not some fringe group anymore. This is, these are people, I mean, his job is a sports commentator, for goodness sake. So this is someone who's like, why, not, why don't you have another job if you don't like this so much? But that's, that's where we're at. Um, we have people that are in sports who don't think you should win, don't like the country all that much, think the American flag isn't great. You have people in uh, the church, and this is one of the parallels I wanted to make. You have people in the church who think, well, you know, the Bible's kind of anti They'll never say that, but uh, some of them will, I guess, uh, in the more mainline denominations. But in evangelical circles, you have people that think, you know, God's law is kind of outdated or uh, needs to be uh, rethought of. Uh, reinterpreted kind of um, the I, everyone before us, the great Christians of old, they pretty much got it wrong until we came along and now we're the ones that are the tolerant, uh, inclusive people that are diverse and, and believe uh, that everyone should um, be equal, etc. Um, you have it in Hollywood, you have it in um, you know, news media, in academia, it's, it's really every institution. Uh, academia is not so much about learning. It's not about wisdom anymore. It's about activism. And you're seeing that in everything. Everything's becoming activist. Uh, ripping down to somehow usher in some kind of new, vague, I guess, utopia of some kind, but some kind of bring about some egalitarian result. That's what every uh, industry and institution seems to be circling around. And so um, we need to be aware of it. We need to resist it, like truly resist it, and we need to be just happy. It's fine to be happy with your life. 
to love your country, where you came from, to enjoy watching people try to win, uh, to try to win yourself for the sake of your family, your country, your community, whatever. The Lord, most of all. Um, that's, it's funny that that's a way to almost rebel against this, but it is. The way to actually rebel against this kind of thinking is just to go through life and be happy. <laughs> Don't let something negative ruin everything. God made some pretty amazing things. And this, uh, unfortunately, Bill Roden is letting even the things that should be um, nice and pleasurable and, and uh, just uh, motivating and fun, and he's letting those things uh, become ugly to him. And it's, uh, it's very sad. So uh, I just wanted to show you that. I thought it was interesting. I thought I'm going to do a podcast on that. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, more coming later in the week. Bye now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.